Welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number 64. I'm one of your hosts, Annie Buscemi, in good company with the mythical legend himself, the night owl of <laughs> wedding himself, Mr. Neil Irvin. Neil! Wow, that was a heck of an intro. It was nice. It's what I Hi, usually do, up. just with a different pace, with a little bit of a different yeah, pace. Yeah, yeah. Not much of a different How's pace. How's it going? It's going okay. Good to be here. Yeah. No longer the night owl. I'm, I'm back on normal sleeping schedule since the season is back back in uh, back in full uh, swing right now. So, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm sleeping like a normal person, I guess. Okay. Fall asleep probably about 2 a.m., so I guess that's normal nowadays, isn't it? No. Uh, I don't know. That's still, <laughs> that's, still, that's still the night owl. The night owl himself speaks, ladies okay. and gentlemen. Two, well, I, I am, 2 I'm still working until 2 a.m., but, okay. uh, but, you know, that's, that's my time to get work done, you know? When, yeah. when the world sleeps, I, I work. Yeah, that's good. Whatever and vice works. versa. Yeah. When I, when, you know, when I yeah. used to be a teacher, I used to do all my work in the morning, uh, and now I... And even when I first started as a photographer, when I switched out of being a teacher to a photographer, I would do all my work in the morning. That does not happen anymore. That now mm-hmm. I wake up at 10 o'clock. <laughs> uh, we also have a, our recurring guest. Uh, this is like multiple times now. It's Mr. Jimmy Ferrara. James. Hi, guys. What's up, man? What's Hi. Up, guys? Welcome. I, I am like a recurring guy. I, I like it. I love this. I love doing this. <laughs> We uh Good. we, we wanted to you. have you back on again, uh you know especially because we were uh talking about our main topic today of uh, we're gonna talk a lot about studios and studio spaces. I've moved my space. Uh, I think Neil's got some potential things maybe happening. Uh, we know that uh, you have an amazing space and you put some work into it, so we'll get into our main topic in a bit. But yeah. um, looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, let's just just see what we've been going on, what's been going uh, on with our businesses or just personally lately. Uh, who wants to start? Uh, who I'll start because because I just finished something last night. I accomplished finally after months and months and months. Um, my website is is finally well. It's not live yet, so I can't. I can't. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was. I thought this was going to be it. No, after no. after ten episodes it's, it's, of talking about, it, I was like, and it's ready to go, and it's live, and it's not ready no, quite yet. Okay. No, but uh, I, I finally chose all my, all my pictures for it. Which that, that's what took me forever. Yeah. Because um, yeah. after a ten year career, it's it's which ones do you keep? Which you know which ones are are the timeless ones, and which ones were you know got me work at the time, and then all of a sudden I I do have to say goodbye to them. Yeah. Uh, and those and those were my babies. You know, the, those were the ones that that got me jobs, and it's tough to see them go. But I think that was the hardest part. Um, I mean, after I mean, gosh, half million pictures of going through, and and you. Pick out the top hundred. You know, it's it's kind of tough. But it's uh, tough because also just because you might see the image a thousand times and it's five, ten years old, yeah. it's still brand new to someone else who who stumbles across you who's getting married for the first time. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's it's a tough decision. Are you doing it yourself? Is it like a WordPress site or? It is a WordPress site. Um, I'm not. I, you know, I, I was going to do it all myself, but I'm not anymore just because I, I just can't do it. Um, so I'm going to have I'm going to have a company do it for me, and then I'm going to tweak it after they do it. 
I'm going to do okay, one yeah. of those things. So, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, that, that was the toughest part. And, um, and thankfully, I mean, I don't know, this is a whole other subject that I really don't want to get into today, but I mean, thankfully I saved all the raws over the years. You know, I, I just kept buying hard drives and I save all the raws mm-hmm. so I can actually go back because, you know, and into my earlier work, it's like, Oh my gosh, what was I thinking when I was editing this? Yeah. And it's kind of cool to go back to, to one of my strong images and, you know, work on the raw file as if I took it yesterday. Yeah. That, and, um, we were talking you know, about that a few episodes ago. Like I did that for the first time in a long time too, where I, I did the same thing. I saved all my raws for since, you know, since I started, and I edited these photos that I went back to. I'm like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like the way, like yeah. the, my editing is so different now. And these photos actually, you know, I was talking about that 5d two. Like I couldn't mm-hmm. believe that I was like that, that there was actually as much information in a 5d two file or whatever. You know, it's, it's like yeah. not that different. It's more about but, the editing style. Right. And, and Lightroom wasn't that str- wasn't even around. I mean, Sorry, sorry, James, but we're, I was using Aperture back in those days. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but no, I mean, Light, Lightroom is uh, is much more, you know, it can pull out so much more detail. So it was, it was, I mean, I was shooting with a Nikon D50 and way back then. And uh, the, the information that I was able to pull out in these images was quite incredible. And in the old D3, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, they're grainy. But um, but still, kind of, kind of looks. I mean, green, green is in nowadays. So you know, it was kind of cool to see those old images brought back to life. So, but that's what's been going on with me, and you know, just doing shoots and and weddings and editing and all that good old stuff. So, what about you, James? Uh, same old, same old. Uh, steady pace. Past few weeks, let me go back on my calendar to see anything different. We're just kind of chasing rain on one <laughs> wedding a week ago. Literally, go to a location after the ceremony. Um, oh, for the first time ever, though, uh, Natalie and I did a, a boudoir session before ceremony. Like during prep, she wanted to do a boudoir shoot. I said, okay, let's just allot time for it. So she added an hour. We went into mm-hmm. uh, a different room in hotel. And then we, uh, she brought, she had some shoes and some lingerie. And then it was just, I said to her, look, we can't have the room crowded with people. Let's just be me, Natalie, and bring one other person in there to help you out. She's like, fine. Because she had a decent bridal party, and they're all in one big suite in the hotel doing, you know, mm. everything they do to get ready. So it worked out great. Everything was a, we're a little behind, but not bad. Mm. We had about forty-five minutes with her, maybe. And I brought some of my. I was thinking what like, like Cami does, you know, with the mag mob and the grids and all that. So I did a little of that. Had some gels. Uh, actually, liked the gel after the fact. Looking at the back of the camera, looking at the, a color blue added on an edge on her, I didn't like it. was too strong, so I took it off. But then once the raw file came in and it settled, I'm like, ooh, I kind of like that blue. I should, I should remember that. You know, I'm looking mm-hmm. at the JPEG in the back of the screen, not a raw file. If it looks a little strong, of course, I can take it down. But um, it was good. It, it's, it's so hard to be not in a, an environment that you're used to in a hotel room with – you know, speed lights and umbrella and then another light in the background and then dealing with some ambient light, mixing all that and then having to pose her just so with getting everything looking good and having a, such a time crunch. You have like half, I have like 15 minutes to do one setup and then 15 to do another setup. And then after the, I dealt with the black, let me just scratch this. Let's just go available light. Both of us shot with the light. Did it and it looked good. I'm about to. I gotta ask her permission if um, I can post some stuff. I'm sure she'd be fine with it. She's very tall. She's super thin. She looked great and she her, what she was wearing was great. So that wedding after that, we kind of had a chase rain, but she was all cool with it, and everything was good. So uh, 
so far so good. But let me get your take on what's happening um, this weekend with me. So it all kind of ties in good because uh, this Saturday there's I have a wedding during the day ends at five o'clock and real laid back couple real chill. They're doing what I call the digital package, which is just um, digital files only, no album. So there's really no way to then uh, add on anything at the end. So uh, here in the studio, which we'll get to, uh, we host parties quite often. We have Sweet 16s, anniversaries, birthdays, stuff like that. And this Saturday night is, a, I think, a 50th birthday party. So Natalie and I were talking. We're like, well, we could take two cars because every, every package we have includes two photographers. Um, and up to an eight-hour day. doesn't say eight-hour day in the contract. Up to for both of us. So if we leave at seven and a half, we're fine. If my second has to leave at six hours, good. It's all, it's all good. Um, so I, I said, you know, we can take two cars, but it's about an hour away. So I'm like, well, I can bring on an intern that I just met recently, but she's just not ready yet. She's too young and not experienced. And anyone else I bring on is just going to cost me some money to, to hire them. I don't want to just say, Hey, can you come along? And even though every now and then people ask me or email me, Hey, if you just want some assistance for the day, I'll gladly just carry a bag around and just want to learn. But I don't know if mm -hmm. you guys ever done that. That's more work than having someone experienced or having no one at all. You know, right, Andy, uh, actually I kind of somewhat disagree only because I'm, I'm doing that with somebody right now. And, oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. And I've done it before with some, some interns where I'll bring out a new intern, but I'll only do it um, in certain situations where it's like on an engagement shoot and I'll just kind of warm them up and let's literally just hold my bags, hold the light, you know, and yeah. I, and I start there and it's just literally, it makes it easier because they're holding my, my holding a bag and they're holding a light and that's it, you know? Um, and then, you know, I feel like it should always be a trade. So I'll, you know, I'll give them some education for their helping me out. We're holding my crap, you know? And I mean, it's, it's yeah, pretty simple, yeah. you know, it should always be a fair trade, but it depends on the level of shoot and the level of lighting that I'm looking to do. Like, like I have to, you know, my clients know, you know, I, I'm upfront with them. Hey, you know, this is, this is a photography enthusiast. I've, you know, they've been on a few shoots with me before. And I think even the clients are, they're okay with it and they understand and they think it's, you know, it's still, it makes you, it still reflects well on my business that I have people that follow my work enough that they want to just come along on shoots, you know? Mm -hmm. So, right. um, but it depends, you know, it depends. So it, if, if I, obviously if I was doing a higher level shoot, then I would, and I would, you know, I have a few assistants that I use or a second shooter that I use. Who's like super good, super amazing. He was just with me this past weekend. I'll get you, I'll get into my stuff in a little bit. Um, but he is just on top of everything. And, you know, in that situation, if it's a higher level shoot, then I'll of course, you know, ask him along, you know, so it depends. Yeah. So, but did that, well, what is, well, what's so your well, thoughts my, on that? My dilemma was, cause I, I needed her, I need someone here to open up the studio, start the party, start prep, getting set up, move things. You know, I can move furniture and stuff like that, but just getting the bar set up and just getting like decorations put in or if, if any, and just, you know, if someone needs to be here around four ish, four thirty, and we're not going to you know, wedding ends at five. We're not going to get back here till six. That's the other thing. It's an hour away. So I, I said, let me try this to her. So I emailed the bride and I said, Hey, you know, just my regular second, um, can't make it now, unfortunately. And all my other people are just booked. I said, what if I do this for you? I said, I reassured her that I've shot hundreds of weddings by myself, just fine. And, uh, not only that, but we're going, to, it's at a place by me that is, I've been to probably 300 plus times for engagements and weddings and portraits and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, I asked, I said, what if I give you a little, um, mini portfolio book? I don't know if you know, uh, H and H labs makes this 
leather portfolio album, like with the leather outside, it flaps open and they're square pages and they have a really thick feel to them. They're really cool and you can have the edges ripped Jim, if you want. Jim, and it's about hundred bucks. On a second, right? Jim, Jim, where, where are you going, man? What's, <laughs> what? Wait, are we talking about assistance books? What's the question? No, no, what I'm saying is I offered her, I'm going to offer her an album. Uh, what, what, what's the, what's the well, question? Well, how much does that album cost you and, and wouldn't it wouldn't it be uh, better just to bring on someone else instead of paying for an album? I, I thought about that. So you don't wait, to I'm sorry. I'm that? totally lost. Well, I'm totally. I, I personally, it might just be me, but I'm totally lost. What's the What's the question? Where the and, and the client? If If Andy and I, are, well, I'm I'm kind of with you, but if Andy's completely lost, the client might be lost too, or lost no? No, I no, well, I literally just might not. be lost. I might be. I might have. I might have <laughs> paid, not paid attention or something. But what's What are we talking about with the as far as the assistant? And no, no, with the with the bride. If I I said to her at one point um, earlier in the week, I said, "What if I, instead of you know bringing on an assistant, I offer you an album because your pack, uh, your album package okay. is that, not included?" That I missed. I, might have I missed that. that part. I'm sorry. sorry. Okay, I kind of forgot that part. <laughs> so, that's so, that's uh, the part I missed. My brain's like no, here, and just I missed it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and she was all she she was all over it because in the end, okay, okay so so I spend a hundred hours on this little book. However. It gives her something physical to have to represent. Well, that's rep- right, because yeah, she was all digital package. Yeah. Right? Okay. So sure. she now has something physical she can show people. Hey, that's it's not It's more cool. than just a digital file on Facebook. Yeah. And you, I thought, you know, for, as opposed to hiring someone, which I'd, I'd pay more for an assistant anyway. Yeah. And then not dealing with someone new, dealing with the hassle of, of like trying to, like you said, educate someone for the day and then yes. distract me from that. Yeah. Let me just go by myself. I'll do this. I'll give her a little book. And if she likes it that much, she might end up upgrading to a bigger album if she just can't fit in 20 pictures in it, you know? So true. who knows? Yeah. But uh, I thought that was a, a fair, yeah. and I, even though I'm spending money, I thought it was a good end result. Yes, no, absolutely. And actually, now that I understand, sorry about that. That was, that was my fault. Right. I must have just missed that <laughs> little, little point there. But now that I understand, that actually directly relates to my business because I think about that all the time, you know, where I have people go with my digital package and I'm like, man, I really wish they had something physical um, but I can see the, 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 the balance in that because, you know, I always have, I also in my digital collection, always have a second photographer that works as an assistant. And, uh, I, you know, I, I guess I'm conflicted on that because I want to produce a higher level of work. And so for me, it would be, if it was definitely like a, a like a less than eight hour day coverage, for example, or a smaller wedding party, that's when I can kind of be on board with not having an assistant or not having a second Matter of fact, I do offer that for if people have like less than six hours of coverage for a wedding day, mm-hmm. then I do hourly coverage and it's just me. Um, but they have to have a smaller wedding party. It has to be on a non-Saturday and it has to be under five hours of coverage or six hours or whatever it is. Um, Makes sense. And so in that case, yeah. Uh, but but so that's not a bad because so, I kind of I'm curious to hear where you ended if, if the bride went for that because you kind of got into that a little bit because. I would consider that too if I do have somebody who books my digital package with a second and it ends up looking like a lighter day. That's not a terrible thing to offer, but I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily have that on my contract as an offer. I would I would kind of just kind of throw it out there um mm-hmm. you know where it's like, "Oh, you know, it looks like a lighter day and 
um, because it's a lighter day, you know, I, I may not, I actually don't need a second photographer, you know, for, for that wedding or for that day, you know, it's your choice if you think we'll be in multiple places, but you'll have the option if you want to, if you want to do, uh, yeah. uh, a low, you know, what would be my lower end wedding book instead. I wouldn't say that, say it that way, but, um, but that's not a terrible idea. Uh, now that I understand yeah, the question. Yeah, so she, she bought, she, uh, she, she's emailing me back saying, oh, it's a great idea. I love the idea of that. That's perfectly fine. I have oh, confidence good. in you that you can handle it myself. And going back to what you said before, Andy, is, it is frustrating. Neil, you can, you can certainly agree. Recently, uh, we had a wedding a few weeks back. I talked about it soon after on one of the times we were together talking here. And we were in Connecticut for the weekend. It was this great mission. It was a great wedding. And she just went with the digital package. And I'm like, Ugh, how are you going to show off? Your awesome wedding that you spent so much money on. It was a whole weekend. You know, we can do just have a folder on Facebook and go, oh, here's our pics. And then a month later, no one cares anymore because it's, it's too old news. And then what mm. do you show people years from now when you, you know, it's, it's so, I'm going to try to hopefully talk her into getting a book, yeah. especially at a wedding of that magnitude where it was at a big mansion and the whole place was theirs. And it was like yeah. this grand wedding and she has nothing to show for it. Yeah. You know, you know the only where, place that I get conflicted on that as I think more about it is I, I've really, like underst- understood the the benefit. Matter of fact, I'll get into what I've what my thing is. I, you know, you can ask me, Andy. What have you been up to lately? Um, or I'll okay. just ask myself, like I, like I just said right now, so we can so we can continue on. But uh, I was just gonna ask. <laughs> thanks, Neil. Um, but uh, so my thing is, is I just ha- I just had a three day wedding weekend. I had a I had a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I haven't done one of those. I had I didn't have one last year. Uh, it was so, all one wedding or three weddings? No, it was three separate Friday, Saturday, three separate Sunday weddings. weddings. Okay. Um, and they were all full day weddings and they were all, you know, I had to plan ahead and make sure that I was on top of my game and charge my batteries and go through all, all you know, be on top of everything every day. But uh, very luckily, um, I had uh, one of my one of my uh, seconds who's who's an amazing assistant as well. Um, was with me. He was able to do all three days, and that that made it so incredible. You know, having him there, he is just literally on top of anything that I could need, like ahead of ahead of time. Like he's like grabbing me diet cokes. He's like, do you need this? Do you need this? He like literally will not let me hold my own lights. Um, he he just is an amazing assistant. Um, and goes above and beyond, and just and just just keeps going. And I'm like, dude, you don't even need to do this. And he just keeps he keeps you know doing. It's incredible. And and I'm and I'm seeing like the benefit of having that, and literally my photos from this weekend are unquestionably better because he was my assistant um, throughout the weekend, where he's booming lights, he's holding lights in these different places, and he he's and he's actually he's a great photographer himself, so he's you know I can collaborate with him a little bit as we're working, like hey should we shoot here, um, you know the ambient is going to do this, and we'll shoot a flash one to one, and we'll boom over here. And literally my photos just are better because I had him and, and my level of stress went down because I had an amazing assistant, you know, over those three days. Um, so that's actually, Jim, where I sometimes now I'm kind of like thinking, well, would I want to even if it was a lighter day, it's it still is nice to have that assistant because I think the level of work was up. But then, the you know, so well, that's why that's why we would just want our clients to go with our higher packages, because we want to we want to offer them everything. We want to give them the book. We want to give yeah. them the second. We want to do everything, you know. So, yeah, yeah. But I guess uh, I guess the last thing is, is I actually did uh, get a little this. Was, I was a little concerned at the end of my second wedding because I went home and I was not feeling so well, um, like on mm. the drive home from my second wedding. And I got a little bit concerned um, 
you know, what was going to happen on Sunday. I think I might have pushed myself a little bit too far. And then I started questioning, you know, even doing these triples um, when I was when I was going home that night. Um, and I ended up, you know, sleeping and the sleep took care of it. And I was fine the next day. I wasn't perfect, but I was definitely, you know, good enough to shoot and make it through the day and, and work at my normal level and everything like that. Uh, but but uh, at least you had that strong second. Yes. So even even if you weren't top of your game, at least yep. he probably was. Hundred percent, and that made me not even worry about. It. I was like, you know, like, you know, even if even if I am having an off day tomorrow, or if if I'm not a hundred percent, I know that you know my second's gonna be able to take care of it without a, without a problem. I, I didn't even worry. You know, that, that's that's the advantage of having a good a good second assistant like that, and he functions perfectly as both. You know, I know we were talking about mm-hmm. the difference with Cami last weekend, but you know. Just it's how we do it here in New York, uh, at least at least at least in our our version of New York. I don't know about gyms. Um, okay, uh, right. so listen- uh, we're similar. We're in New York. Yeah. So listeners, we do have an assortment of handpicked information that's relevant to you. But just in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a biweekly. Thanks, Jim. Wedding Photography Podcast for wedding photographers. <laughs> Bye, wedding photographers. The show goes live roughly every other week. And while we're at it, please do leave us a review in iTunes. That's important. Leave us a review in iTunes. Subscribe in iTunes and help us help you by sending in questions to info at weddingphotographersunite.com. That's info at weddingphotographersunite.com. Or join us on the Facebook group by uh, typing in Wedding Photographers Unite in the Facebook search engine bar. And then you're going to find our Facebook group and you can join us in there and carry the, on the conversation um, you know, following the episodes. Um, Yes. So our main topic this week is studio space. Uh, um, you know what we're doing with our studio spaces and we're making changes and the advantages of having one, the advantages of having that perfect photographer space, um, maybe the disadvantages of that. Uh, there's, mm-hmm. this is, let's just open the conversation and, uh, Neil, mm-hmm. this was, uh, kind of what you wanted to get into a little bit today. So I think yeah. maybe we'll start with you. Yeah, sure, definitely. A uh, couple, I would say, about two months ago, I I did a, a poll in a in one of the Facebook groups. It was a local one, and I kind of did a little poll of uh, who who's doing what. Who um, there's about seven hundred people in this group, and probably about ten percent replied. So I'm going to go over the numbers right here. So forty four people out of about seventy to eighty people um, have a home office, and they mostly shoot on location. Um, about 20 people are have an off-site office and a shooting studio. Um, about 10 people have a home office and a home studio, so they're shooting at home as well. Um, about five people uh, have a coffee shop office. And uh, that's not an office. That's <laughs> not really it's an office, shop. but they go to a coffee shop. And uh, the uh, two people share office with other vendors, with a shooting studio space, and um, and yeah, that, those are pretty much the numbers. But pretty much, majority of the group have a home office, and they mostly shoot on location. What, what was the percentages so, roughly? Does it give percentages, or what's the rough? Is no, it like no, it's, it's not percentages. It's it, I'm just naming off the people. The, how how the many number total to, again? And what was the biggest? So number? about seven, about seventy to eighty. I would say about. 80 people replied and 44 people have a home office and okay. they shoot on location. Okay. About 20 of those people um, are offsite office and a shooting studio. Okay. So it's one or the other on that one. Um, so those, those were the str- strong numbers. So it looks like majority have a home office and they shoot on location. 
And it's uh, not also it's also not just wedding either. People who talk these, to it's just photography well, in general. Majority of these are wedding photographers. It is a is, it was a wedding photography forum. So okay. I, I I'm pretty much I would say about I only see about two or three faces in there that are commercial guys, and uh, one has an offsite studio, and the other uh, that I know of has a home office. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so those are the numbers there of seventy to eighty people. Uh, I thought that was interesting since all three of us have studio spaces. Well, Andy, you're just moving into a different kind of situation. Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, Andy, let's uh, let's give our listeners a history of your studio spaces. What? Because I think we've between three of us, we've had everything. Especially. Yeah, if, how about this? Let's let's each go through our history of studio spaces, but not get into details at all. Because if we do that, okay. and, and then okay. and then we'll get into sure. details. All right. So. So I started in coffee shops. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where I'll start. Okay. <laughs> so I started in coffee shops, and then I moved to this um, shared office space that had a place that I could shoot, um, but it was this very kind of collaborative work and environment situation. Um, and then I moved into my first, I would consider, real studio that I shared with another with a studio partner, and then I moved to a home studio. This was podcast time now when I was, this was, um, <laughs> this is on Wedding Photographers United if you go back far enough. Um, and then I moved to like, like the big photographer studio that I, you know, that I could have always asked for. And that's what I've been doing up until last month. And now I'm just moving back to a studio office that has a shared studio space with this ad agency out in Buffalo. So it's an ad agency that bought the building. It's a great space. And I've got a nice big office and not, not big. I would actually, I I wouldn't even call it a big office. I would call it a decent, decent office. Okay. With other creatives next to me and a shared studio space. Um, and that is my history of studio locations without getting into details. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Who's next? Uh, Neil, you go first. Okay. Um, I, okay. I, I started off as soon as I got into photography, I started off with a storefront, which drained my account, the little money I had in my account. Luckily I got out of that lease because I was paying too much. Then I worked out of my apartment. So I wouldn't even call that a home office, but I was having people over, which was embarrassing because I was sharing an apartment with three other guys. And I can't Mm -hmm. believe people actually booked me back then. (laughs) Then, uh, okay, then, then that got a little too embarrassing. Then um, I, I started running, I started having meetings out of my, uh, my parents' wine store after hours. So I waited for them to close at 6 p.m. Then I would schedule meetings in the back of their store. And oh, that's my, ex- cool. my, my excuse was always like, you know what? Um, I'm building my studio right now. So please, in the meantime, uh, meet me at, at my parents' uh, place of business. So that was, that was, uh, that was my excuse. Then, um, then I, then I got my studio in my current building and it was, uh, 800 square feet, but I didn't have any windows. It was like a little dungeon room. Uh, I got up and I really didn't shoot in there that much. So then I downgraded in the same building to like a little office and it was like a little closet almost. And that, that was very uncomfortable. And then once my big space opened up, I hopped right on it. So now I have 2,400 square feet. 
with big windows, beautiful light. And uh, right now, I'm cur- we are currently looking for we're buying a house. Um, we're currently shopping around, but I think we found one one house that we like, and it has a 2,000 square feet pole barn on it, which I can build probably about eight sets in this in this. Uh, in this pole barn. Uh, so we're going to try and go after this house. And um, it also has a 500 square feet um, garage that it's, that's a beautiful space. I can use that for uh, extra square footage too. tax write off. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, <laughs> nice. but yeah, that's, that's, that's my history right now and hopefully will be my future history. So James, you're up. Okay. Uh, like you remember, I was working in the film business so photography for me was a was a hobby. Um, I built a dark room in my basement, uh, just printing fine art stuff. Then spare bedroom uh, studio, a really small bedroom, like eight by ten at best, um, just doing close ups on people. So that was my first technical studio. Had that for a couple of years, then went to a barn um, that didn't have AC, and I was second floor. So in the summer, I couldn't shoot on hot days. Uh, did, I think I was there for two years at best. Were you meeting clients? Then there? moved to. Uh, an, I'm sorry. Say again, Andy. Were you meeting clients there? Uh, in the barn, yeah, I was uh, definitely booking, meeting clients there. Booking was, weddings and that kind of thing at that time, or no? Yeah, by, the, okay. by then I was I was booking weddings. I remember I do remember meeting a few a few couples. Uh-oh. Uh oh. We lost we lost yeah, audio. Jim, we lost your audio there. You click something or hit something. There we go. He's I back. I think you unplugged your mic, Check. and that would be a real problem. <laughs> oh no, no, yeah, we, his, we got his your back. His hands now. were going. Yeah. We, just. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah, I'm back. I won't touch that cable. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, I did, probably I, a good I do idea. recall meeting a few couples. Yeah. I do remember meeting a couple of couples uh, in my home, but not many. I, two offhand, I can recall meeting people. And okay. then soon after that, I was in the barn. So the barn was fine. We walk into like an antique dealership. And then on the ground level and big stairs going upstairs, one big loft, and it was a shooting area, a desk, had a couch, yeah, your standard big room, right? And that worked out fine. And then I noticed a new building being uh, put up in a plaza in my town, whole new plaza. Uh, talked to the, the rep there, signed a five-year lease with that um, new construction. So I can tell them, okay, let's put a wall here, put a wall there. Let's do lighting like this. It was total new construction. Um, you walked in, there was a meeting area there, and the shooting space was really big. The shooting space was about 1,800 square feet, just the shooting space. But at that time, I didn't know where my career was going to go. Ended up being more weddings. I barely used that shooting space. I broke lease in four years, um, just left, and then bought the building I'm in now, which is an old firehouse, which is about 1,600 to 1,800 square feet where the studio space is, and there's three apartments here. And uh, it's perfect. It's ground level, high ceiling. You, you guys have seen it. You can go on the website and see it. And then... So, like I said, I've had them all. I kind of had a home studio, but not really like what, Neil, what you might be doing, which is which is really nice. It's a whole separate entity, but mm-hmm. still part of your home. I've never had that. So, But I have yeah. had like the, the, the crappy barn and then total new construction, new com, you know commercial space, and then what I am now, which is a bit eclectic. So that's my story. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was never I was never going to have a have a home office again uh, up until I talked to my accountant and he, he we're trying to we're doing the mileage of of how many miles will we spend of coming to the studio and back and you can't you can't can't write those off. And he he was pretty much saying we're stupid not to have 
buy a house that we can't work out of. Um, and yeah. so, so we were, we're taking his advice of uh, even any landscaping or anything that we do on the property is part of it's going to be tax mm -hmm. is a, is a tax write off. Sure. So mm -hmm. we're, we're going under advisement under, underneath, um, a professional and, um, and so, and we'll see how it goes. And, and plus uh, we're, we're looking for a house that has acreage. So not only can I create sets inside because I'm all about, all about set building. Um, I can create outdoor sets too, which I'm really, really excited about. So that's, that's my, my future goal of what I plan on doing, whether if it's going to happen or not, I'm not sure, but we'll see. Yeah. Because you know, if, if, uh, if weddings is driving the business, um, and everything else is kind of icing on the cake, then uh, having a studio space that you're paying rent for, if, it, if it's absolutely in an area where there's such high traffic and you get people walking in off the street being like, oh, hey, I heard about you. I want to talk to you about weddings. Okay, fine. Or walking in and being like, hey, I need a headshot now. You know, If that's the situation, then paying rent is just part of business and it's a right. legitimate business excuse. I looked at it like I spent almost $100,000 in four years in rent at that place. And I'm like, that's kind of wasting money because I'm not going to own this ever. I, 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 there's no option to own the, the unit, nor would I want to anyway. So breaking lease, my, my, my mortgage on this building is less than what I paid in rent over there. And eventually this will be my building. So it's, it's fantastic that way. But, uh, but I look at it like this is an investment more than a business venture, you know, and mm -hmm. we'll, we can get into uh, studio space in a bit. And like I said, you know, I rent the space out a, a, quite a bit for parties and that's also a bit of income right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I think, um, I'm curious to have the conversation. Um, what actually, cause I, th here, my, my dilemma is I'm going from like that ideal photographer studio to I'm downgrading mm -hmm. essentially. And I'm wondering how much does that impact my wedding business, right? Like how much do wedding couples care, you know, about the look of our space? Because I know that we oh, think that they question. do. I know that we think that they do. And, and I do. And like the, <laughs> and the little details do matter. But, but what environment, you know, because we have that ideal photographer's environment that I think a lot of us are trying to create now. Um, and I don't know how necessary is that? That's, that's a question that I'm continue that I'm asking myself right now. And so luckily where I'm going in right now, I'm going into this new space. It's not the ideal photographer studio in the sense that it's kind of like an office, you know, it's like, it's about a 200, 250 square foot office. It's an old medical building, um, which actually has some cool kind of perks to it, but it's an old medical building, uh, that, you know, this ad agency bought, and but it's very it's got a modern look to it. It doesn't have the like old wooden, you know, exposed duct work, that kind right. of vibe going on. It's it's it has and it looks like an old medical building that's been retro that's been kind of hipsterized in a modern way, not that old, you know, like this other way that that seems to be popular now, you know. So like my office space is great. It's a big clean room. But one thing about it is it's like they put in this like generic carpet throughout the whole thing. So I'm actually just going to do that myself because it's 250 square feet. So I'm just going to put in like the fake laminate hardwood stuff on the floor. Um, but but the space is super clean. It looks great. And they come to my office and, you know, it's a good look, you know, like going up and like, you can tell. But the, and then also I've got this space to shoot where they it's like a great look, where you know, where it's like they got the cyclorama wall like around, you know, into the corner. Um, and a nice big, big space to shoot and I can sign it out with Google calendars. So this is more like 
like I was paying all that rent, Jim, kind of like what you were talking about, you know, every mm-hmm. month. And I'm thinking like, man, why am I paying this? Considering the amount that I actually shoot in studio, you know, like I'm so busy with weddings. I shoot so little in studio, with, which is the nature of just the way I do business. I, I don't do a lot of shooting in studio unless it's commercial work. And I tended to have more in Buffalo than I do than I did currently in Rochester. So now it's probably going to change anyway. So <laughs> who knows? But but I just couldn't justify paying, you know, the price that I was paying. So like now I'm it's more kind of like more like I'm paying for what I actually need, which is like a good looking office space, you know, and then I have the option to, to shoot in studio when I want to for those few times a year that I do shoot in studio. Um, and I just think that, uh, you know, it's month to month. So if I really don't like it, I can go out. But the other thing about it for me was oh, that's was, nice. Was, that's really nice. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that part is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, but I, I still think I think it's going to be great long term. I'm thinking it's going to work out great long term from a networking standpoint, too, because there's a lot of people that, that are in and out out of there. Um, and, you know, there's some potential, you know, maybe smaller commercial jobs that can come through my way through through networking with the ad, ad guys over there. Um, and mm-hmm. maybe they have a bigger project that they don't want to take on themselves. And they're like, hey, maybe Andy can do it. You know, that kind of thing. You know, who knows? But it's not not that that's my priority because my weddings are, you know, that's you know, that's what I do, you know? So, but it's, yeah, but uh, you know, you'll find well, that things over, over everything will overlap. You, you'll find, I do a lot of headshots. I did a headshot today. I've been doing a lot of headshots. Um, I do a lot. Of, I do quite a bit of headshots and it happens so often where, uh, I'm doing a headshot for someone and they go, Oh, um, my friend's getting married next year. And then exactly. there you go. Pass on that info exactly. or vice versa. I meet someone at a wedding and they go, Oh, uh, do you do headshots? By yes, certainly do headshots. Here's a business card. Take a look at my work. Next thing I know, they're in studio next week getting a, a corporate headshot. So the two absolutely will mesh and you'll find you'll get more business this way, more yeah. that way. And it'll yeah. just be a nice, uh, and that's, nice that's, that's why, I, that's why I ultimately went for it. Cause I, my old studio partner is moving into the space too. And it was just kind of like, well, you know, from the networking standpoint, it just it just makes sense. And the month to month thing, I was like, all right, let's let's make this happen and, and see what happens. Now. But I, I got to say, it's actually even from moving in. I've only been there like a week, kind of, because um, I'm back and forth between Buffalo and Rochester right now. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I think it's going to be a, it's going to be really it's going to work out perfect. I, I think it's really all I need, you know, so we'll. we'll well, that, yeah, see. that's the thing. Andy, yeah, Andy, if, if I was only shooting weddings, I wouldn't have the studio space. I seriously wouldn't. Yeah. But I really wanted to do, do more studio work and, and work with more families and everything. So that's that's why I upgraded to such a big space yep. because I, I, I need it. It's full now. I actually think I needed something bigger. Um, but that's that's because that's the line of work that I want to do. Yep. So since if, if you're just weddings, I think it's going to work perfect for you if you feel good there, if you feel confident then I, th- I think that's just going to rub off on your clients. And I mean, you, you've, you've been in this situation before you, you kind of know that, uh, you know, your work speaks for itself. And as long as you meet someone and, you know, I, I think you'd be okay in a coffee shop office. <laughs> yeah. And actually, you know, the other reason that I went for this too, and is because I'm constantly back and forth between Buffalo and Rochester so much that literally half of my meetings, more than half of my meetings are like over, are like what we're doing right now our Skype or over some mm-hmm. kind of video chat. So I'm like, so that especially is I'm like, I am having a hard, had a harder time like justifying the cost of my studio when like so many of my meetings ended up being over Skype or something like that. So, yeah, um, I don't know. Well, I think, I think it was the right call, but I guess time will tell, you know, if it, uh, I don't, I can't imagine that it would impact my business, but, uh, time will tell. So we'll see. 
Andy, how, how far do you live from your new studio? Uh, I will I'll live about 15, 20 minutes from the new space when, when I make the final move out to Buffalo this fall. Okay, oh, that's, okay that's good. Yeah. I so, never understood people like driving an hour <laughs> from their right. home to their – if it's work, if it's a corporate job, that's different. But if it's, if it's your own thing and you're like, okay – uh, yeah, I got to drive an hour to, to go to the studio. That's that's a bit far. And, yes. I mean, well, it, that's, it depends where the studio is too, of course. But mm-hmm. well, that's 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 what my future dilemma might be if if this whole purchase goes through. Is that this house is probably about a half hour drive uh, from the city for people. Maybe maybe even more. Um, so that's that's kind of my concern. But what I've been doing lately is asking clients what their thought process is. If they'll they'll continue to come out to me, uh, even if it's a longer drive. And a lot of them made a good point that, you know, they're not coming to see me every week. Um, You know, they're coming to see me once or twice a year. So they they said, absolutely no problem. We'll come see you wherever you go. Um, So that that, that made me feel really well. So we've we've been asking a lot of people, um, you know, about about drive time and everything. So whether if it's a new client, I'm, I'm not sure, or like a new wedding client just for a meeting, I'm kind of concerned about how that's going to go. I'm always going to offer, you know, video like like Andy Andy does with Skype and everything, um, just just to touch base. So we'll we'll see how the, how things yeah. go. I've I often do that too, where I'll give them the choice, and sometimes it does surprise me. You know, when I was in Rochester, that Buffalo couples would drive out to see me. I was like, oh, that's great. Come oh, really? Out. Yeah, like I and I probably had that happen maybe. Six or se- six or seven times, uh, maybe even more. And I was surprised every time. I was like, well, that's great. They really want to book me or they really like my work enough that they're going to drive out here. I mean, because if, if they drive out here and then hate me, uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry <laughs> for your drive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really? So. Wow. Well, that, well, that makes me feel better. So I'm going to call my, uh, my agent right now and tell him to get this house going. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that, if, from your perspective, Neil, I think that sounds... You know, just knowing you and knowing your work, um, I think that's going to be like a dream for you, man. Like, like that, like, especially like the, just personally with like your lifestyle and like, I think I know what, you know, like what you'd want. I think you'd be so happy, man. You know, like with, like with like, oh, thank you. With like a thank house you. like that, having your studio right there. I think the people, don't worry, Neil, the people will come to you. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. Yeah, they, yeah. they will if come. You build yeah, it, they I, will I come. literally <laughs> moving out to the country. I'm, I'm trading yeah. my, my city life for the country life, but mm-hmm. that's where I, I feel like I belong. So uh, we'll see what happens, but it's not a cool looking bar kind of situation that james got going on though you uh yeah and if, no, and if man, you that, want that the is, ideal I mean, photographer you... <laughs> studio i mean first of all neil man. neil neil's studio is no shabby space within itself well, well I, I i thought my studio space was pretty cool up until i saw james pictures and yes I was like, Holy but smokes. but you just go to james ferrar is it james ferrar.com what's the what's the website uh, yeah james james ferrar.com yeah james ferrar.com yes. and click around for his studio links and look at the photos uh J- james ferrar has the studio of studios uh, it, is, like a, it is a rockin' beast of a converted it. firehouse um, insane <laughs> madness. Uh, so We walk in, there's a, a lounge area, there's a reception desk doing nothing, but we put food on it maybe. There's a 12-foot bar, there's cool pendant lights, there's a disco balls, a chandelier, there's an old 1905 brick wall exposed, 12-foot ceiling, 75-inch TV on the wall, another <laughs> meeting area. Uh, and Dude, the back okay, time out, time out, time cool. out. Yes. Okay, well, was it was any of this stuff there, or did you just like have this inspiration saying I'm gonna go all out and do everything? All right. So I looked at a few of the buildings on in my town. I live a one mile exactly from from here. I ride my bike here sometimes. I'm so grateful and lucky that I'm this close to, and I'm in a small town. I'm an hour north of Manhattan, 60 miles north of Manhattan. 
So wow, that's amazing. It's a good, it's a good area for, yeah, good area for Jersey, for Connecticut, for upstate a little bit, and for it's we were in a perfect area, it's Southern Orange County down here. So uh, the other buildings I looked at, one wasn't too bad, but just way beat up because in the back space it had a barn that I could make into a studio and had private parking, and it had some apartments, but the the office area was like downstairs kind of, and it just it was just really beat up. And then the other unit just didn't have high ceilings enough. I didn't like it. When I saw this building, I, I walked in. I'm like, I, let's make it happen, no matter what it takes. So there was one wall in the back that I took out. But the previous renter had like uh, – it was like a game station for kids. So kids can come in here and play video games online. But the, the, the dude who – and this was in 2010 when I bought the building. By then, uh, you can kind of already do that. So it wasn't like a – it wasn't a necessity for, for anyone to have, like I, you could do that in home. Why pay somewhere else and they got to go somewhere. So that, unfortunately that building, that business didn't last, but luckily for me and the owner is that he gutted this unit out and, and got rid of the drop ceiling. Um, uh, just opened up this, mostly just opened up the ceiling, put in the counter that I ended up making a bar. And then when we got it, we put in the hardwood floors, took out the she rock to expose the brick, took out that wall. And that really was it. As far as like the the main things that had to get done for the, the space, everything else was paint, electrical, uh, just decor, that kind of stuff. You know, there's always something on the horizon here, but uh, it wasn't that much. Luckily, it wasn't like a you know a three month build out of like tearing down walls and doing all this. It wasn't too bad. So, uh, but I saw potential in there. Awesome. Yeah. 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 And, oh. and I think that makes, you know, that that's amazing, James, too, that, you know, you bought the building. So you're invested in it. So I liked what you said before, that it's kind of like an investment decision, you know, to oh, buy so to buy the building. And and I think all of mm-hmm. us as photographers, right, we got to be thinking about, you know, our long term retirement and what we're going to be doing. And, and one way to do that is real yeah. estate. So um, yeah. and so, with constant income from apartments, you know, there's three apartments here. They're, wow. they're month to month. And they're they're all single guys, a young couple. They're it, they work out great, and all have their own little amenities. And you've got and the parties going too. The parties going yeah, they, too. Yeah. That, that's that helps too. So that's uh that's awesome. That's really great. It's become I'm getting so many bites for sweet sixteens now. People tell me <laughs> to like you know if you guys have a space and it, you you look, look around and go you know what we can host a party here. How cool is it that you you're providing a space? Maybe someone serving drinks or just kind of helping out with that. Um, you, even just to get like one of those makeshift bars at like you know. Uh, Home Depot or somewhere or, or Bed Bath Beyond where you just you can just put one or two somewhere in the corner, and then you're providing photography in your own space. So for me to to come here and shoot, I just pop a few speed lights off in the corners, and that's it. It's the easiest thing. It's not like a big deal. They don't have to hire a DJ because the sound system here is amazing. Make mm-hmm. sure you have a good sound system. You create something different for people that they want to not only just be in your your studio just to hang out with you, but they want to maybe say, hey, you know what? I have this little event coming up where I'm selling some kind of clothing line, which I also do, just one woman too. So it's like things might just come your way with a new space that you never thought about, even though it has nothing to do with wedding photography. It's just, it's just something different. And uh, I, can't, I can't stress this enough too to anyone listening and even you guys, but you, I, I've seen your old spaces and it looked good. Your, your, your work was nice. Um, an old photographer I knew around this area for a long time had a wall plastered with photos, far too many to the point where you're looking at it like, I don't even know what I'm looking at anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, and if you go and look at like high-end galleries and what do they have? They have one picture or a painting on a wall, 
a good space and another one and everything's spotlit and it looks great. So less is absolutely mm-hmm. more when showing your work on the walls in and out. Of the I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't plaster it here. Yeah. I have three. I have four framed photos on the wall. That's it. There's a big mirror behind me. There's one, there's a portrait, there's a, a sort of a wedding and there's two wedding posters and that's it. And the hallway is different. Hallway's got some portraits, but you know, wedding couples are coming here to, to I, can, I got the big TV. I can show them digital albums. We can thumb through real books. I don't need to plaster the walls. I mean, just keep the brick wall the way it is. And even if it wasn't brick, just keep it cool and different and unique. And you got a, a space that no one's going to want to leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Cool. Okay. So, um, let's, let's start, uh, cause you know, a lot, a lot of beginners are listening to our episode when out of everybody's experience, when should a photographer decide that they need a studio? Mm. Huh? Good question. Well, it, 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 all right. So if we're just talking weddings right now, obviously if you need, because I, because I made the mistake myself that I jumped right in jumped and in? I, I made a, I made a, I made a big, mis, big, big, big mistake. And, uh, luckily I got out of a lease, but it took a lot to get out. But I, I've you know. got, I've got an answer. Uh, when you, when you start to book enough weddings and actually when you start to book enough higher end weddings that you're losing business, I think. I think I personally feel or felt like, like I reached a plateau at some point where I was like, okay, my my pricing went up and up and up, and I was starting to compete with people that were that were in a higher end price range, and I started to lose business. I felt like I was because my image was meeting them in a coffee shop, for example, or meeting them, you know, like you'll you'll reach a point where you're making enough money. And you're getting competitive with other people, but you're going to start like, cause when, when I first started, when I was underpriced, literally, you know, I booked 99.9% of every couple that ever met with me because I, because my prices were like insanely reasonable and my, and the work was, you know, at a level where it was like, well, why wouldn't they, you know, you have a good personnel if you meet all these different things. But as I started going up and up in price, then, um, it, then, then it would, you know, maybe drop to like, I had couples that were like meeting with two other photographers or like three other photographers. And then, and then, and then maybe my, my percentages went more like to like 85, 90, something like that. And I felt like when my first, first studio space was a collaborative working environment kind of thing, that was definitely not a higher end look to it. Like when you came into my studio and it was, it was kind of like, Hey, there's these dudes here with a pool table and you know, in like this hyper-colored wall, we had all this crazy. Ridiculous. It was like it was basically like college kids, you know, like hanging out in our little little offices, if you want to even call them that. And and that's when I noticed, you know, when I started to up my prices to a certain point, I was like, oh, you know, they're probably going to these other photographer studios who have you know, things set up the right way. And you know, I probably can only stay at this level with my pricing unless I make the decision to get an actual real studio and then I can up my prices where maybe where they more they should be. So I feel like there has to be a reason to when you when you move. I don't know if that if that helps at all, but I think that's kind of been my experience with it. I, I agree with you. It, it does it's along the same line of let's put yourself in a couple's point of view. If they walk in to, uh, if they're, if they're meeting someone, a photographer in a coffee shop, I've, I've done that in between studios. There's certainly nothing wrong with that. And I've done it in Manhattan when they can't come to me. I'm like, okay, I'll meet you in Manhattan. Um, I've done that in a long time though. But if you, if you go to someone who you're, this is a wedding, this isn't just a, a 
a party that you're having to hire someone. So no matter how cool and 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 chic and different your wedding is, uh, the people behind who is paying for everything are still going to be like, hey, look, I, you know, we're, let's, we're spending a lot of money here. Let's do this right and let's make sure we're we're not just, you know, like, hey, cool, we'll book this person. So it's still a profession, and they're coming to you for a reason. When they walk into your place of business, and it's now just for that, I think that sets the tone right off the bat by saying, hey, this person means business. Even though they might have met someone they loved in a coffee shop, at least from, from what I've seen and what I've been through, I really do think that makes a difference when, you're the, when the couple has that initial uh, opinion about you, when they, when they say, hey, this person needs business because we're in a real place, you know, and, mm, and they take right. that much. And also, another, it's a theory like this, too. If you show up um, in some really high-end BMW, Mercedes, maybe in like an older Ferrari, like a, a, like a 1960-something Ferrari, it's like, wow, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, this photographer's charging way too much. There's two schools of thought there. Either the person who's hiring you is thinking, what the hell, man? This this is where all the money's going to the Ferrari, or they're thinking we hired the right person because this person's successful. And I think, and I like to believe that it's B, that it's not A. That people are thinking, wow, this this person's successful. We hire the right person. Kind of like going to Abercrombie and Fitch or Hollister and those in their stores that are like music's blasting and all these spotlights. It looks cool in there, and you're like, well, this is where they're all spending money in there. But they, the product's good and the space looks good. And you don't really necessarily think that uh, maybe with shorts, but but I think with the with the car attitude, um, I, I I believe that that if if I hire someone and I see how successful they are, or I go to their home and they have a beautiful home, and then I find out they have a boat, I'm like, this is great. I'm I'm glad that I hired this person because this person's successful and they're mm -hmm. doing it right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all part of a brand, right? Yeah, it's all part of branding. Yeah. Because honestly, yeah, so, I, pr I probably I probably wouldn't drive the car I'm driving if uh, if it wasn't for my brand. I'd probably have an old beat up pickup truck, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, that doesn't suit my brand. <laughs> yeah, my Lamborghini outside is uh, all nice and polished up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that's funny. But uh, so going into a new space, making it look as as cool as you can, I think is is a is a good step for someone. Granted, if you're just starting out. Don't just dive into a five-year lease or even a one-year lease. Just try to take it. I, I did that with the barn, by the way. I, I, he, he said, I would like to get X amount of money per year. I said, I don't know if I can swing that. What if I, we do the first four months at this price, and then at four months, if I feel like it's going good, we'll move on. Because I already had a job. I was just doing this on the side. And he was like, fine. And he was okay with that. And you know, I, I, took it, I, I did it in baby steps. Um, but I still, I still believe that a separate space, whether it's in your home in a separate space, uh, that's far better than just meeting someone at a restaurant or a coffee shop or some kind of, you know, kiosk in a mall or something, you know? Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, any other uh, cool. studio thoughts? That was a great conversation, I think, especially mm. for people thinking about it or whether it's newer people or people that are thinking about moving from one, one spot to the next, <laughs> like, like some of like we're doing. Um, any other studio thoughts? You know, when, uh, when uh, yeah, when someone I, told me. This okay, go ahead. It, all right. Um, someone told me this a while ago, and it's a it's a simple little piece of advice, and and it works. You know, when someone comes into your home or your place of business, they don't want to feel like they just will take over or just you know, uh, they they want to kind of be humble about it. So when you if you say to them, "Would you like something to drink?" Maybe half of the people might be like, "No, I'm okay. It's fine." But if you ask them, "What would you like to drink?" 
it makes it a far more comfortable environment for them when you maybe put down a little coaster in front of them and say, what can I get you to drink? We have wine. We have some soda. We have a, I can make some coffee if you like. I got some scotch, whatever you want to do. That way they feel like, oh, okay, they're offering me a drink. They're not asking me if I want to drink. They're saying, what would I like to drink? And that does work. And that just sets a nice relaxed tone for the rest of the meeting. When people come in here, first thing we do is we sit them at the bar and we ask them that and we say, what can we get you to drink? And then we just talk about whatever, nothing wedding related whatsoever, the weather, the, the 4th of July, whatever is going on at that time, we start talking about a TV show. It doesn't matter. And then we'll do that for sometimes an hour and then move on to a couch where the TV is, where albums are, and then get into the, the, the business of it all. And that works out very well. And of course, not every couple books us, but, um, but the ratio is pretty high. And I think it's because mm-hmm. the work stands out. We're comfortable with them. We're getting them to know us. That's part of it too. I would never rush a meeting. Anyone who's doing this and, and sets up like a meeting and then another hour later, another meeting and then another meeting, just you're doing it too much. Just give yourself time. A meeting can go two hours if you want. Oh, definitely. I don't, I, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't, I yep. wouldn't time. I wouldn't put a timeline on it. I'd just be like, Hey, we're hanging out. They're, they're booking you. You're there with them eight, 10 hours on the wedding day. They want to make sure they're comfortable with you. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Thanks. Definitely. Okay. Cool. Um, that was actually a good, a good tip of the show. Thanks. That, that, I'm going to, I'm going to consider that as, as being your tip of the show, which actually I like that instead of offering, would you like a drink here? What would you, yeah. would you what like? would you like to what drink? Would you like? Yeah. I like that. That's nice. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> Or, you know, and, people and, have like little snacks too, like little fruit salad maybe or something. We do that occasionally. And, and, and usually I'm whenever I do that, I always always make sure that I grab myself one and then I ask them, you know, what, what do you guys want? We have Coke. We have iced tea. Um, trying to have a little bit of variety and always have water too, bottles of water. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I always make sure that I, I'm, I'm on the way to the fridge to grab myself something so that, you know that they're not the only ones who, who are going to have a drink. You know, I'm, I'll, I'll be there enjoying something with them. So I don't have a, well, I do have a bar, but it's not, it's not full like yours, but, uh, <laughs> okay. So, um, I'm just, I just have a quick, uh, tip of the week. Um, James just gave us his Neil doesn't have one. No, I, I, I think I do have one. Yes. I, I think, Neil, you've got a tip of the show. But but I think it could have been – I think I might have gotten this tip from you, though. I'm not sure. Okay. But I'm going to – So wait a second. It, are you but, telling me I have two tips of the show and I didn't even know it? Yeah, it might okay. be. It might be both from an old one. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but anyways, go ahead with yours. No, no, no. no. I want to hear my, my first tip of the show okay. from you. Well, well, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I could have got it from somewhere else or okay, I just yeah, did just, it. I'm just but, um. But anyways, uh, th- this past Saturday I was working a wedding – um, it was like two o'clock sun. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what direction the sun was coming from. Um, I got my way, I got myself away from the wedding party and everybody. So I could just think and think about lighting and I didn't have anybody to look at of, you know, I, I didn't have a model or, or my assistant or anybody sitting there to see where the sun is coming from mm. and how the light was hitting them. Yep. So all I did was stuck my hand out. Yes. Right in front of me, huge, and I and I moved around and saw where the light was hitting my hand, and the shadows it was making. Um, so, so sometimes, like I would, I mean, I do have a ring on my on my finger, so I was I was watching the shadow as it hit my ring, mm-hmm. and then I said, okay, well, that's where I want to put them. I'm going to need a light for this moment, and that's kind of kind of my tip of the week is when you don't have anything around to tell where that yeah. where that bright sun is hitting. Hold out your hand right in front of you and move around in circles, and then that's how you can tell. Yep, it's huge. I, I do that. You probably did get that from me, but I think I might have got that from Scott Sutherland years ago. Um, oh, 
But yeah, that's huge. I just you just put your hand out and then and then you do a three sixty and you you do go all yeah. the way around. And everybody in the wedding party, when you do that with a wedding party around you, will look at you like you are insane. Um, the, the, <laughs> it's why I was I made sure I was alone. <laughs> yeah, no, I do it right in front of them. I don't really give. I don't care. I just do it. But but then people are like, "What is this dude doing?" And then I'll tell them. Then, I'll I'll give them a little for photography this. education. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, um, Neil's holding up the Spock sign, um, Vulcan sign. Um, yeah, so my tip is just a really quick little thing, and that's basically uh, I'm really big on you know staying on top of business and being organized with like events and what I have to do each day, that kind of thing. And uh, what's been really like annoying me for like the past like half a year to a year lately is I I always um, have my to dos. I'm a big guy. I'm big on to dos and being organized and staying organized with to do lists. So. I have like a to-do list for personal, for business. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been doing this since, actually since 2007 when the first iPhone came out. I've had a constant to-do app running. Um, but when I recently, and if you're, if you're within Apple's world, all your to-dos sync across your iPhones and your Macs and your computers and all that. But I recently, over the past few years, moved to an Android. And I, I've had some, like, syncing you know, programs that were, like, kind of getting the job done. But they weren't syncing immediately, and it was driving me nuts. It was driving me crazy. Uh, and I only recently, um, I finally, you know, I was like, all right, enough of this. I need, I need the, if I add a to-do on my phone, I need that to sync over to my computer immediately. I can't be, like, waiting for it to sync and go back and forth. Uh, so I have found uh, this app called uh, To Doist, and it's 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 not To Do List, it's To Doist, To Do T O D O I S T, and it's amazing. Any computer or phone or you know whatever you could possibly want. There's like a there's like a Mac app, there's an iPhone app, there's an Android app, there's a everything app for whatever you have, and and it automatically syncs everything immediately without having to think about it. You can add different things for business. You can have it, you know, give it different priorities. You can move it. You can reorder it. I'm big on all that because every day that I have business tasks, oh my, yeah, that's it right there. That's it right there. You um, got to do it. James is showing me, uh, showing me on the camera here over Skype. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's just incredible, and you know you can you can prioritize things. I'm huge on it. Um, I also am like, I also like to give myself a break too. So like, if I have like tasks for my business, I'll have them all ordered for that day, and then then I can just be like, oh, I can only I will only allow myself to think about the one task at a time because if not, my brain goes all over the place. So I'm like, so I order all my tasks at the beginning of the day, and then I then I'm like, okay, now now that I have the order. I'm not going to worry about new emails or new things coming. I'm going to go in order and I'm going to do these things. And then I do those things in that order and I can just focus on one thing at a time. And also I can, I also like move things off to the side so that I'm like, Oh, I won't worry about this task until Thursday. And then I just move it over. And then, and you can drag and drop all these different things on the desktop app and on your phone apps and all that stuff. It's called to doist. It's amazing. If you like to stay organized and I think as wedding photographers, we need to be organized uh, that's uh, that's my method of madness for for as far as that goes. All right, cool, excellent. Uh, so I think that is going to wrap up this episode number sixty four for Wedding Photographers Unite. Uh, James, thanks thanks again, man. You were uh, you were a great guest hey, for welcome. a studio talk. I think we'll call this studio thanks. talk. Oh, can I uh, something like that? Can I add one more quick thing? Remember, remember yeah. a couple weeks ago we were talking about that light, remember that colored light I showed you guys. I do, I do. Yeah. Yeah, my latest blog, 
on my on my website, there's a picture of a bride, and uh, she's window lit, and my uh, fiance Natalie is holding that light, and she was just cycling through colors against the wall, and it looked amazing. And I did a little collage of it. You'll you'll scroll down, you'll see that picture. Now that's it's a interesting. great example of that. That's interesting. You say this today because uh, today is Amazon Prime Day, and uh, if you're an Amazon Prime member. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, that means that uh, you, there's all these discounts and things going on. And really, just because it's Amazon uh-huh. Prime Day doesn't mean you should be buying anything. So this is a terrible idea. Don't don't go on Amazon today. Don't don't sign up <laughs> for Amazon Prime. Uh, but I actually just uh, one. I just got the Amazon Alexa. You know, Alexa, the the box oh, yeah. thing. You know, sure, the, yeah. the, the the tube. And you know, it's amazing because I have a friend that has it, and it just kind of works. And I got some color some color light bulbs that are dimmable for the the new house i'm going to so you can kind of like dim you know say hey you know i want i want this light dim at this percentage or whatever and it just does it for you you just speak it and i got a color i got a color one too so a multicolor led light bulb that you can voice control uh so i'll let you know how that goes once once it arrives okay but that's that's funny (laughs) you bring that up today um so yeah, okay. So that's gonna that's gonna wrap things up for then cool. for episode sixty four. Thanks, uh, James, again for drop, dropping in. And uh, where can people find you, man? James. Uh, website is jamesferrara dot com, and uh, everything's there. Blog links to other stuff, and Jay Ferrara photo would be Instagram, Facebook, and that sort of stuff. Okay. Thanks. Awesome. And Neil. Uh, find me on Facebook and Instagram right now, uh, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. Uh, don't go to my website just yet because it's about <laughs> seven, eight, eight years old. It hasn't been updated in years, so don't go there, uh, even though all my new clients are going, oh, my gosh, I got to get on top of this. <laughs> but it's in the works. I, I believe that next episode or maybe the episode after i think it's going to be happening i can't wait i I cannot wait Uh, how can i have a website out there that's so old i know well you know (laughs) how am i still in business (laughs) anyways yeah just find me on social media okay and you can uh, search my name andy buscemi b-u-s-c-e-m-i follow me on facebook instagram those are the main places i am um and thanks everybody Uh, we will catch you next time and unite water photographers farewell Good night. Good night.